It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage for Thursday, October 26th, with your hosts, Ray and Zach, and apparently, unbeknownst to me, today was white and blue shirt Thursday, and somehow, uncoordinated and all, we coordinated. I mean, Pops, what logo of an automaker has white and blue in it uh gm oh ford (laughs) all right folks we are going to be kicking things off with the huge news from ford the headline in automotive news reading ford deal a quote stunning victory for union automaker begins slow production restart ford will discuss the financial impact of the strike expected to be over one billion dollars when it reports third quarter earnings later on today dad this is the story of the week this is a huge deal we saw general motors earlier in the week record over 800 billion Mm dollars in losses 800 million dollars excuse me uh in losses with regards to the ongoing uaw strike ford earnings today great news they're coming out they're saying hey we have a resolution here what do you make of this we had talked about before Thanksgiving. Obviously, this is before Thanksgiving. What's your take from Ford's perspective and the UAW's perspective, please? Well, you know, I I don't know if you remember, but way back when, when they first started talking about this, maybe the end of August or the beginning of September, and uh, the union said they wanted a 40% pay increase and they wanted a 32-hour work week, but they get paid for 40 hours. And I think the manufacturers at that point in time, they were all talking about, perhaps an 18% pay increase. And I believe I said when it's settled, the pay increase will be somewhere between 25 and 28%. Um, Why they didn't just do that in the beginning is beyond me. Um, if, If Ford knew that they were willing to go up to 25% to settle the strike, well, why not just go to 25% to prevent the strike um but then again if had they had they said this is our last best final offer 25 percent, take it or leave it and if you go on strike it ain't never getting higher than this um you know would would the would the union have i don't know acquiesced i don't know but it's i think it's it's good news for the industry it lays um the foundation, the groundwork that they can utilize with GM and Stellantis to work the same type of settlements with them. And then, of course, the rank and file have to ratify it. Um, And assuming, I I have to assume that that they would have to be pretty darn happy with a 25% increase over the four-year life of the contract, plus cost of living adjustments. So I would think it'll get uh, ratified. Yeah, you bring up a good point. So, you know, just because leadership has asked those that are currently there were as, as of last night striking forward plants, leadership, UAW leadership has asked them to return. UAW leadership has said, stop striking. That doesn't yeah. mean the deal signed. It has to get ratified yes. by the actual members, a majority of the 57,000 members at Ford. Yes. Uh, now, like you said, this is the largest wage increase in the past 22 years. Combined. Which, 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 which <laughs> I, which I just have to believe. I, 
I can't imagine that the majority of the UAW Ford workers would not vote to approve that. Um, You know, they, if they, if they turn it down and they threaten to go back on the picket line, at what point are the manufacturers or would Ford say the hell with it, just the hell with it, you know, um, We'll lose what, however many billions we have to lose and stop production altogether. Uh, we'll wait these people out because the strike fund doesn't last forever. And and when they're sick and tired of striking, we'll replace them with non-union workers. So at a certain point, it just – I don't know that everybody knew, but I certainly suspected that whatever – whatever wage increase they were going to get was going to fall between 25 and and 28%. And I know from having had conversations with Igor, what he was hearing was that the, the settlement would end up somewhere around 25%. So I, I don't know how you can look an employer in the eye and say 25% just ain't good enough. Um, That's pretty substantial. I mean, and with the cost of living adjustments brought back, the yeah. article from Automotive News did quote the idea that it's actually more like a 33% increase in compensation. So a seemingly, if both sides agree, fair yeah. deal, and one that took 41 days to get to. And in those 41 days, again, we will get Ford's earnings later on this afternoon. It likely cost the automaker over $1 billion. And we know that Ford has been extending their lines of credit, trying to figure out creative ways to make sure that they're making money. This has been harmful for their business. Oh, absolutely. And and if Ford lost over a billion and General Motors uh, graciously said, well, well, we're only losing 200 million a week, we've we've lost 800 million. You know, Stellantis has to be in the same range. So so let's just say that that this 41 day strike so far has cost the industry manufacturers about $3 billion. Okay. That's a lot of money. Um, what, how much did it cost the union workers? You know, $500 a week in strike pay is, is probably not anywhere near what their normal pay is. So it's cost them money. It's cost everybody money. I was talking to Dad. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we in our we have a trusted or a Car Edge dealer network. Uh, one of the dealers that we work with is a dealer, a Ford dealership. And I was talking to the owner there, and he was telling me how painful it's been because of like, well, just because of Ford in general. There's a lot of recalls and things like that, but yes. because uh, of the strike, the parts shortage has gotten even worse. And so there are so many recalled vehicles or stop sale vehicles that they want to sell that they can't. And because the workers are on strike, the parts aren't actually coming. So Ford might say, hey, things are getting better. You're going to have a, you know, the stop sale lifted soon. Well, while you're, you know, so the strike was not only impacting vehicle production, which we've talked about on this channel. And fascinatingly, even though vehicles weren't being produced, day's supply was kind of staying the same, which indicates a lack of consumer demand, which we'll talk about more in just a few minutes. The other downstream effect was parts weren't being produced and the parts are needed for Repairs, the parts were needed for vehicles that have stop sales on them. That was a maybe an even bigger storyline in all of this is parts weren't being made for these vehicles. And a lot of the a lot of the parts manufacturers, which are you know relatively small businesses, um, a lot of them were impacted by the strike um, and had to lay off workers or close down um, 
so the ancillary issues as to how it spreads uh, were pretty were pretty vast um it, it, it's it's unfortunate that the only way um, workers oftentimes feel as if they can get what they feel like they need or deserve is they have to stop the process. And I, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand why cooler heads don't prevail. If, you, you know, when I used to run dealerships, one of the things I learned, especially from my area vice president in when I was with Penske in Scottsdale, was if there's a problem, handle it at the store level. If you don't handle it at the store level and it gets to me, I'm going to handle it and you're not going to like the way I handle it because it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more money. If you know what the solution is up front, just handle it up front. If you know that the compromise could have been, would have been, should have been 25% pay increase plus cost of living adjustments, and you knew that in August, well, why did you have to wait till, I don't know, October 25th for all parties to agree to that? Um, that would have seemed reasonable and prudent in August. It's just as reasonable and prudent today, but the fact that so much money was lost because of it, and that's the unfortunate side of this, is that cooler heads ju just don't prevail for whatever reason. You also know that on the opposite end of that data, if a deal gets done at 25%, there was no prolonged negotiation, then people would be calling for the executives like, oh, you could have gotten them for even less. You know, So it, it, I understand where you're coming from. We yeah. generally agree. I think it's a lose-lose situation when these things come up. And unfortunately, the path we just went down, honestly, not that inefficient in the grand scheme of things. 41 <laughs> days, the UAW got what they wanted for, you know, so it's like, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. I'm not trying to trivialize it, but... We got to an outcome. We got to an outcome, an well, outcome that seemingly is going to work for everyone involved, even though Ford said this might bankrupt them many times. But you know, <laughs> they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. Well, that 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 was just that was just corporate speak. That was BS that, you know, um, but who knows? Maybe eventually it could. I don't know if they if they can never figure out how to make profitable evs it very well could bankrupt them but it would have had nothing to do with the strike <laughs> exactly dad all right speaking of which let's turn our attention ford's earnings are later on this afternoon and again if you are out there and you're interested in buying a ford that is one of the dealers we have in network so you get the streamlined car edge experience we deliver the car for free to your doorstep just check out the website caredge.com and select a ford all right, so Ford was, the OEM, losing $44 million a day, is what analysts thought. Yes. On par with what General Motors was losing as well. Sales improved in the third quarter for Ford. 497,108 Lincolns and Fords sold up 8% year over year, but we're not back to pre-pandemic sales numbers over at Ford. The big thing here that I saw, Dad. Yes incentive spending look at that chart yeah. everyone yes incentive spending at ford up 200 percent. so for ford and lincoln 194 percent. however at ford just for the ford brand a 206 percent increase in incentives to an average of two thousand six hundred and forty one dollars per vehicle that was up 863 dollars from a year ago 
up from 2,366 in the third quarter of 2021, and up from $1,979 in this year's second quarter. Before the pandemic, Ford spent more than $4,000 per vehicle on average, but we are starting to see incentives go back up even amidst a production stop. Yes, but but can I can I can I say something looking at Ford's numbers? Yeah, just this great comment, by the way. Right. Ford loses 44 million lucid CEO calls them amateurs. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Having looked at the Ford numbers, and if you go back to that that chart, Ford sold like four hundred and seventy thousand vehicles, and and Lincoln sold like twenty thousand vehicles. My my question is, why do they even keep Lincoln around? What <laughs> what literally what? is the point what's the point they don't sell okay you, you they i mean they just don't sell there isn't really a market for them 20,000 in a quarter 20,000 so ford sells 490,000 vehicles in the third quarter no ford sold 470,000 vehicles in the third lincoln sold 20 just at, at this point, stroke a check to each one of your Lincoln dealers. Say thank you very much. We're sorry we bothered you. Um, <laughs> We're sorry we bothered you. Uh, and and get out of the Lincoln business for goodness goodness sake. I mean, what what is the point? You could you could make well, you already do make overpriced Fords. So just make them a little bit more overpriced. It doesn't have to be a separate luxury division. And their separate luxury division, Lincoln, there's no market. Just, just you know, take an expedition, throw an extra $10,000 MSRP on it, be done with it. Let's, let's move on with life. Talking about average transaction prices, Ford, the brand, the overall OEM, average transaction price went up 4% year over year, but down yes. from the second quarter. The average transaction price for Ford in the most recent quarter was $56,339. For the Ford brand, $56,009. For the Lincoln brand, $65,523. That's why they keep it around, Dad. The Why? F1 Just add the $9,000 to a couple of Fords. Be done with it. Let's, you sound like George Costanza. Uh, let's go through. <laughs> let's go through average transaction prices for some of the Ford vehicles. The average transaction price for the Ford Bronco was up 14% year over year. Holy shnikes, man. Yeah. $60,733 is the average transaction price for a Ford Bronco. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I, I, you know, I, I, I guess you know. Every time we look at at manufacturers' average transaction prices, I sit here and, well, it's hard to imagine me speechless. But as close to speechless as I could possibly be, I just, who the hell is paying almost sixty one thousand dollars on average to be able to have a Bronco? And, and then the the second question would be, and why? Yeah, I mean, why? 
You know, and it's wild because we talk about Stellantis and Jeep and stuff and Wranglers got stupid expensive as well. It's like you're cross shopping a Bronco and a Wrangler and they're both more than 50 grand. It's, it's wild. Um, the transit van had a 12% uh, price increase, average transaction price up to $58,584. The F series pickup yeah. trucks up yeah. 4% to nearly $67,000. The highest number we've ever seen for the F series and the Maverick had the lowest average transaction price at $30,907. Very hard to find those at MSRP. The average transaction price of the Mustang Mach-E was the same at $58,389. The average transaction price for an Explorer, $47,819. I find this fascinating because the Explorer is one of those vehicles that's on stop sale Uh right now, most of them. Um, And Ford doesn't have a fix for it. So I imagine dealers who are sitting on them are just trying to get out from under them. I know I took it off the screen, but I will share with you that the Navigator has an average transaction price the Lincoln Navigator of $105,000. I imagine Ford likes selling those, Dad, because there must be a lot of profit in it. A $105,000 rebadged expedition. Okay, so there's a lot of profit in it, but but they only sold 20,000 Lincolns in the quarter. What was the percentage of those that were the $105,000 Navigators? And... For each one sold, what did it cost them to get Matthew McConaughey to hang out in them? Uh, it's, <laughs> I, you know, I just, God, I, I, I wish I was thin. I wish I was tall. I wish I was an Oscar winner. I wish somebody was paying me several million dollars a year to hang out in a vehicle that nobody wants. Um couple more pieces of Ford news for you folks, and then we will switch gears. We had uh, some new price updates for the 2024 F-Series. The Lariat, Dad. The yes. Lariat is now a $9,595 price increase on the MSRP year over year. We recently got the Pro and XLT. We're up $2,095 and $2,500 respectively. Now, the Lariat is nearly $10,000 more expensive MSRP year over year. We don't have pricing yet on the uh, uh, f-150 platinum how does that sit with you daddy ten thousand dollar price increase on i don't i don't know but i i'd order it now before they factor in the price increase of the settlement with the uaw because you know it's going to go up again they're you know well we just we just settled with the uaw there's a 25 percent oh we have to adjust our manufacturer suggested retail prices on everything that we you know that's going to happen so, I mean, my goodness, I don't know how the, the public is supposed to keep up with that, uh, because I, I can assure you, um, and I don't know that you're like most employers, but I can assure you that most employers are not giving their, their employees a $9,000 annual raise, okay? Um, I wish, man. Yeah, so who is... I, how who's gonna buy it (laughs) yeah and then and then you know me i like to do my live experiments so let's do it let's go to car edge the car search i absolutely love using it let's do ford let's do f-150 that's the reason you like to use it is because it's yours (laughs) 
Yeah, the yeah. team made it, man. All right, so let's see. The Oh, a Tremor? Let's see. One day on the market, a brand new Ford F-150 Tremor. This is in the Nashville area, I think. Only an 84-day supply. That's not that bad. Wow, yeah. That's not that bad. That means there's going to be some competitive pricing, but nothing too ridiculous. Let's go back really quick, and let's see if we can find a Platinum, because I think the Platinum will be the one. That's likely sitting around. All right, Pops, here we go. $80,000 pickup truck. Let's see. 152 days supply. These are the things that cost dealers a lot of money as they sit there. And what's really fascinating is just over the past four days of this week, not only have we gotten earnings from um, automakers, from the OEM, again, Ford today, GM earlier this week, retailers, car dealers, they have reported their earnings. And one yes. of the things that we have seen is a compression of margins. So price, you know, the amount they're making per vehicle sold is going down. Still astronomical, but still yes. going down. And we also get to see floor plan expense. So here we go. Asbury, supposedly they had $0 in floor plan expense. Let's just... Well, let's just we, we know that. that's impossible. They just didn't bother to break it out for anybody. <laughs> We've got group one debt, floor plan. And let's explain. Floor plan, to be very clear, is for this Ford truck that this dealership has been sitting on for, let me pull it up, because the market day supply is 152 days, but this dealer's had it for 239 days. Yes, they've been paying interest. They're paying interest on that, unless they paid cash for it, but most most car dealers don't pay cash for their inventory. They finance it on a line of credit. It's called a floor plan. Well, floor plan expenses have gone up significantly. How significantly? At Group 1, up 153% year over year. At Lithia, up 275% year over year at Penske Automotive up 157% year over year. Yeah, I, but, so we but, come on but, here. But don't yeah. just look at the percentages. Look at the I mean year over year in this quarter Penske paid 35.5 million dollars to finance their new car inventory and perhaps some of their used car inventory if not all of their used car inventory. That is a lot of money. And when you look at Penske, they typically have fewer vehicles available because they, they play in the in the luxury market more so than anybody. But that begins to show you what the cost of, of stocking inventory is. Um, and I'm not talking stocking inventory for your legs. I'm talking about the cost of actually having inventory on hand. Um, it's expensive. To, I mean, can you imagine that for the last 90 days, they paid $35.5 million in debt service to hang on to their inventory? Think about I think, that. I think, to be very clear, especially now for the domestics that we are likely going to see deals made with UAW and you know, uh, production coming back, the deal making that we are going to see into next year it's going to be i think we're on the path for most brands with the exception of toyota and honda for most brands it's going to go back to what it used to be the dealers are going to be incentivized to turn that inventory as quickly as possible because do the math again let's look at this this f-150 that's sitting what dealership is this sitting at let's look at this really quickly oh and dealer review will be out next week what was this wait dealer reviews will be out next week i'll do a little demo actually while we're on today yeah this is at wyatt johnson this poor dealer man I mean, I hate to say that in a sentence, but I mean it genuinely. Invoice price on this is probably somewhere around this $73,000 price. Maybe it's like 72, 73. And they're paying 239 days. What is that, Dad? That's like eight months? Yeah. 
they've had this truck for eight months and they're yeah. paying floor plan costs. And you know, they haven't put many miles on it. So it's not like they put it in their service loaner fleet. You're not going to put a platinum in your service loaner fleet. So floor plan assistance from Ford was maybe what a thousand dollars. Like they've eaten all of that up. They are incentivized on day zero, on day zero of getting this car. They are incentivized to sell it rather than sit on it. It, 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 we should be getting back to that point in time where, where dealers will try to turn their inventory as quickly as they possibly can again. Um, it's just what you have to do. Uh, you know, if, if you turn your inventory really quickly, then, then floor plan assistance from your manufacturer partner actually turns into a profit center. Well, you know, and, and in late part of 2020, 2021, 2022, for the most part, um, with shortages being what they were, those, those dealer groups did look at it as a profit because it was a profit center. And so you take in just the Penske numbers. If maybe last year the floor plan assistance from their their dealer their manufacturer partners maybe it made them five million dollars, okay, for the year. This this just this quarter that went from a positive a net positive to now is a thirty five point five million dollar negative. That's a huge swing. And it changes how you have to do business, then. It absolutely changes how you have to do business. Yes. And and somewhere in the in the chat I saw Igor had uh, some these he was paying a hundred million dollars a quarter for floor plan. Think about that. That's a lot of damn money. We've done a good job staying on Ford all day long. So let's yeah. keep it going, Pops. Can you hit me with our favorite segment? Really? You gotta be kidding me. All right, gang, this was shared with me over on the X, Xiverse, the X, whatever. Dad, we have an F-150 Raptor and yeah. a uh, Car Edge community member was interested in purchasing this Raptor. This yes. Raptor has a $111,000 MSRP. That is not the really you've got to be kidding me. The really you've got to be kidding me is the dealer addendum label. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Uh, they got it. Up to two hundred thirty-three, almost two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Wow, and and a hundred thousand dollars of that is a market adjustment. And and honey, the part of the real you got to be kidding me is not that the dealer would do that, but there's some poor fool out there, well, who ain't poor, who who will buy it. Okay, uh, you know, and 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 maybe he negotiates it down to two hundred thousand dollars and thinks he's a genius. Okay, um, that's the really you got to be kidding me. Not that the dealer would ask for it, but that ultimately there's a customer that will give it to him. Okay, the really got to be kidding me is the one thousand dollar discount that you're getting. Just like you know, when they were when they were coming up with the design for this label, they thought to themselves, "All right, the car is one hundred eleven thousand dollars. Okay, we're going to add one hundred thousand dollars just in air. Oh, okay. Well, what do we value all the custom crap we did? Well, we value it at twenty three thousand. Like, come on, man. Yeah, but the but the the credit was for the stock wheels that they took off the 
that they that they uh, threw into the parts department and they'll utilize for another truck somewhere down the line. Um, uh, so yeah, at least they're showing. Hey, we're good people. We're giving you credit for the stock wheels. Come on. Um, yeah, there, there, there's any number of really you got to be kidding kidding me just in this, but it's it's a really you got to be kidding me on on the dealer to to say. You know what? The why should it just be one hundred eleven thousand? Why shouldn't it be close to two hundred and thirty-five thousand? And then, literally, the guy that's going to the guy or gal, okay, that's going to walk in there and 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 going to buy it. And but what you know? Some people What's have. It's like a fool and and his money are money soon are soon parted. parted. Yes, soon parted. And 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 some people, maybe more than some, many people have more money than brains. Apparently, and <laughs> and they go out and they buy stuff like that. And if somebody pays two hundred and thirty thousand dollars for that, I hope they just take it and park it in their garage and leave it there for thirty years, and then take it to Barrett Jackson. Um, you know, and and they'll turn around, you know, thirty years from now and get thirty million dollars for it. <laughs> Hopefully, man. Hopefully. All right, gang. Just want to remind everyone back at CarEdge.com. That's where all the various tools and resources we have are. We've talked about a lot about Ford today. It's actually super exciting. That's the dealer that's in our Car Edge dealer network. So let's say you come onto our website and you're looking for <clears throat> that F one hundred and fifty or an Edge or an Escape or whatever the heck. It may be when you search for one by default now, when you land on the car search, it is going to have our trusted dealer filter down here in the bottom left selected. What's awesome about this experience is that when you choose a vehicle here, yes, you will actually fill out this form and you will not be contacted by a salesperson at the dealership. You'll be contacted by us. We are actually bringing the most convenient car buying experience ever through this great dealership that we've partnered with. The price that you see there is the price that we pre-negotiated. Typically on these, we're able to negotiate even more, especially because it's coming up to the end of the month. And for a limited time, we are offering free shipping in the contiguous 48 states. So if you live anywhere except for Hawaii and Alaska, we will ship the vehicle to you for free. So it's an awesome value, an awesome experience. And coming on the heels of what we just learned today with Ford now having the strike, uh, hopefully, once it gets yes. ratified, ended. There is going to be an oversupply of Ford vehicles, even more so than there currently are. We expect and anticipate we'll be able to offer even better deals over the coming months. I expect by the end of the year, there will be awesome deals that we're able to pre-negotiate with this dealer group because they get it. They want to be transparent. They want to be upfront. They want to sell these cars. Even if they make a thousand bucks instead of 5,000 bucks, that's what they want to do. They want to be transparent about it. And I appreciate that. So wanted to do a quick promotion for that because we've spent the past 30 minutes talking about Ford and not about their recalls, really. So that's that's a win, man. They that's have a recalls? I, they have I a have, few recalls. I've never heard. Yeah. They have a few, yeah. a few tiny recalls. Yeah. I live in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. So we will be back tomorrow, won't we? I do believe tomorrow is Friday. So we'll have, well, the Friday edition of news that you can use from CarEdge at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, and 6 a.m. in Honolulu. Um, and go ahead, say whatever it is you're going to say. Tune in tomorrow. We will show you the thumbnail art that we came up with or the uh, cover art we came up with for the Auto Insiders podcast. Again, that drops on Monday. We've got a final one. We'll show it tomorrow. So please tune in and join us for that. Oh, is that the hook to get people to watch tomorrow? Oh, I love that. Oh, look at you. You're learning. <laughs>
<laughs> Love you, Pops. Catch you later. Love you too, handsome. <laughs>